Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 222 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants 50, eight, sorry, 85 to 87, uh, August the 2nd to August the 8th. And today we're looking at the background and context of Doctrine and Covenants section 87. And this one, for me personally, is probably one of the more interesting backgrounds we have uh, of these three sections this week. This was actually given on Christmas Day in 1832. And when you learn <coughs> about what the revelation is about, um, is a very interesting topic for a Christmas day. I asked my family this week, oh, so this one we're looking at today was given on Christmas day. What do you think it's about? And we had the answers of, oh, Jesus or or light, uh, someone said, or uh, uh, I can't remember what else was said, but basically just, you know, things to do about the Savior's birth or peace on earth. And I said, oh, well, this one's about war. Uh, and they, they were very surprised. But uh, it is First of all, we should probably remember that Christmas in 1832 was not the event that it is today. What we don't imagine is, you know, Joseph's family all downstairs with a Christmas tree unwrapping presents, having a big dinner, and Joseph shutting himself away in a room, receiving this very um, miserable miserable revelation on a a huge conflict that was coming. Um, Instead, uh, Christmas Day was a much more quiet, a much more um, different affair uh, than it is today. Uh, and wasn't celebrated that as as much as we celebrate it today, uh, and so let's remember that 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 uh, it's not perhaps so surprising when we think about it in that way, uh, but also um, it's not a surprise when you look into the context because a few days earlier there was a very uh, distressing news for many people across the United States. Uh, it says, "quote A few days before Christmas in 1832, Latter Day Saints in Kirtland came." In from the cold damp air to sit by the light of their warm flickering fires, they opened up their local paper, the Paintsville Tele- Telegraph, to find alarming news. Seven hundred miles to the south, the legislature legislature of South Carolina, a state within the United States, had declared null and void taxes placed on imported goods by the federal government. This move created a nullific- nullification crisis that challenged the right of the federal government to enforce its own laws. War loomed on the horizon. Close quote. Now, I read this from Revelations in Context. There's a whole chapter about Section 87 called Peace and War. Um, so this was alarming news, obviously. Um, <clears throat> and Joseph Smith will have will have read this news, along with news about other place, other um, struggles and, and strife in the world, such as a, a huge illness in India and other places like that. And this is probably what was mulling over in his mind as he received this revelation on Christmas Day. Um, It says, quote, Joseph Smith followed this conflict closely through the newspapers that passed into Kirtland. He appended a note in his history about the people of South Carolina declaring their state a free and independent nation and the proclamation against this rebellion given by President Jackson. And then, following these lines, Joseph inserted what he called a prophecy on war, a revelation he dictated to his clerk Frederick G. Williams on Christmas Day, 1832, just days after the startling news that appeared in the, in the Kirtland papers. Close quote. So this revelation is, again, with pretty much all of the revelations that are given to the prophet Joseph Smith and to all the revelations that are given to our prophet today, and in fact, many revelations that are given to all prophets throughout the ages, 
they are directly uh, influenced by events at the time because they, of course, are directions to the people and warnings to the people that are living at that time. Of course, there are principles within the teachings that we can apply to our lives today, but very often these revelations and teachings come from events, things that have been studied, and factors that have a direct influence on the lives of the people at that time. Um, I'm not going to go too deeply into kind of the, the inner workings of South Carolina, the present and President Andrew Jackson, who was the president of the United States at that time, who was dealing with this, and so on and so on. Um, because I don't, well, honestly, there are many listeners in the United States who probably know that history a lot better than I do. Being, I've been, being from the UK myself, I've never really studied the US Civil War. Uh, and so it's not something which I, you know, would would be a an expert on. However, um, what it does, what it what it does do, this revelation is it heightens expectations that the second coming is not far away. Uh, it talks about this conflict and it gets the saints into a into a state where they are certain that there is not too long a time until this this war and this conflict happens that involves all nations. Now, as it says in Revelations in Context, quote, to the surprise of all, the nullification crisis ended almost before it began. In February 1833, President Jackson orchestrated a lowered compromise tariff asserting the rights of the federal government while satisfying the demands of states' rights secessionists. Crisis was averted, peace returned to the land, and President Jackson basked in what may have been his greatest triumph as president, close quote. So basically, what was kind of given in this revelation of section 87 didn't take place uh there wasn't a war that included all nations that involved south carolina included slave rights um and and all the other things which we'll look at tomorrow when we look at the actual section 87 um and this this may well have surprised joseph what is interesting is that there are many missionaries uh, of the church who take this Revelation 87 and they take it with them as part of their teaching tools along with the Book of Mormon and other revelations that the Prophet Joseph Smith has given. Um, they use Section 87. It's actually well documented that they, carry, that they use this as one of their teaching materials. Um, and actually, in many places they went, uh, it was actually met with mocking, you know, because, of course, people, when they find out there's a prophet, they want to know naturally what he is saying. And that is one of the things he has said. Uh, and they would often mock that and say, well, the, the, the Union, the, the United States is, is as strong as it's ever been. You know, it's really connected. The, there's no the, the arguments that was had in 1832 was resolved quickly. Uh, and so this obviously was was not a true revelation. But of course, uh, hindsight is a wonderful thing uh, or foresight, I should say, really, in this case, um, because as we move on uh, into learning a bit more about this, um, it says in Revelations in Context, quote, three decades after the Doctrine and Covenants 87 was received, South Carolina rebelled again. Convinced that Abraham Lincoln's election as U.S. president spelled trouble for the institution of slavery, the state legislature voted to secede from the United States. South Carolina's move triggered a war between North and South. Much death and misery resulted. Southerners called on Great Britain for help. Slayers rose up against their masters. All the while, the saints, now in their new home in the West, toiled away on the foundations of yet another holy place, the Salt Lake Temple. Close quote. Now, all the things that are mentioned in that last paragraph there are all things that were prophesied by the prophet, that South Carolina would rise up and, and be a, a main source of this rebellion, that it would involve um, the, the issue on slaves, uh, and that 
the southerners would call on Great Britain for help, slaves would rise up against their masters, and there would need to be a holy place, and the saints would need to stand in it, uh, such as a temple. And so um, all those things did come to pass. Uh, and so it, it once again shows that that the Lord is was working and it does work through his living day prophet uh, and that we need to listen to him even if we listen and he says things like you need to keep a food storage or you need to gain an education or you need to build a faith-centered home which is church supported you know we, we have many examples throughout the history of the church where prophets have said things and perhaps in the next five or so years it wasn't necessarily um, clear why but then over time, it's become clear. I think the family proclamation to the world is, an, is another one of those. That was given in 1995, which, uh, you know, at the time, it wasn't really necessarily something which was widespread as something which the world did not see as important, uh, the role of the family the, and, and the family institution. Um, but of course, now, um, 25 years later, we are seeing a, a big drug pull away from... Um, the principles taught within that family proclamation to the world. Uh, and so, you know, there's just many, many uh, examples. Again, building a home-centered church um, a year on and a half or so before a, a pandemic. Uh, we have so many examples of all these things. And yet, how many times do we not listen until it's too late? So as we go into Doctrine and Covenants 87 tomorrow, let's think about that as we learn about what the Lord taught Joseph then. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for listening. Thank you for joining the podcast, um, uh, Facebook group, a Church Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Share what you've been studying there. That would be great to hear. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmr.com as well. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.